It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, insider information, news, notes, and opinion you can't find anywhere else. All part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. Wednesday edition of the show today. Thanks again for joining me. Talking BYU football here in this first segment. Getting you ready. We're priming you for a week from today when the early signing period begins for BYU. Recapping the players that are expected to sign a week from today. We'll also get you updated on the upcoming visit weekend. This is happening in Provo this weekend. A number of the commits that are going to sign next week should be in town this weekend for their official visits. We'll update you on all that here in this first segment. Segment. Second segment, we're previewing a basketball game. BYU and Portland State are going to square off for just the second time all-time at the Marriott Center tonight. And of course, uh, Portland State, Barrett Perry, their head coach, has a big connection here locally along the Wasatch Front. We'll preview that with Dave Rose and comments from BYU's head coach in the second segment. And as we normally do in the final segment of the show, we'll get you up to date, up to date on everything else we haven't touched on in today's show. Other news and notes from around the BYU Athletic Department in quick hits. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV and a new sponsor on the show, Roman. We'll tell you about both of those companies here in a moment. But without further ado, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for December 12th, 2018. Alright, a week from today, the early signing period begins. High school prospects as well as JUCO prospects are allowed to sign with the college of their choice by inking a national letter of intent to bind them legally to the college football program they've decided to commit to. Uh, BYU pretty much like every other college football program in America, expected to sign the majority of their class in this early signing window. It goes for three days. It'll open up a week from today on the 19th of December and go through the 21st. Of course, that means BYU will be in Boise at that point, preparing for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, but they will also be balancing everything going on with this bowl season as well as the early signing period, and they'll get it done. The biggest thing is you just got to make sure that all of the I's are dotted 
dotted, the T's are crossed, and the signatures are where they need to be when it comes to the national letters of intent. Uh, let's run down a list of the players that, based on what I have heard slash know, are expected to sign in this early signing window. Uh, we'll run down some of the big names here. Of course, none more so than the crown jewel of BYU's recruiting class. That would be Chandler High School prospect Jacob Conover, the quarterback. Four-star prospect out of the Valley of the Sun. Expected to go on an LDS mission before enrolling at BYU, but he is going to sign his national letter of intent next week, and he will be a Cougar. Uh, He'll be joined by some of the more high-profile athletes on BYU's recruiting list, including Lone Peak High School star linebacker Michael Daly, a guy that has kind of picked up some interest in recent weeks, but definitely hasn't been the big-time prospect that he probably would have been if he had not uh, committed to BYU early on in the process. I'm very high on Daly's ability to come in and play linebacker for BYU or even potentially bulk up and play a rush defensive end spot, but I really like what he offers to BYU. So those two players in particular, Conover and Daly, in my opinion, this is just me speaking, are the two big gets in this class. The third would be Chase Roberts. Uh, he is the wide receiver prospect out of American Fork High School. There's been some consternation in recent weeks with him going on an official visit to Utah this past weekend if he might flip. And there's always that opportunity that a guy could flip at the last second. But everything I have heard is that Chase Roberts is locked in with the Cougars. He went up to Utah to check things out, but all indicators are that Chase Roberts will be signing with BYU. Those three players, in my opinion, yeah, are the top three players in BYU's recruiting class at this time. There are some other players like an Aiden Robbins, uh, who I've noticed has been rumored to have interest in BYU, made an official visit over the weekend to Provo. He's been a longtime commit to the Louisville Cardinals. He is from Kentucky. They're in the greater Louisville area. Uh, He would be a big-time get for BYU, but based on the current commits, the top three in this class are two local kids and one kid out of Arizona. So speaking of Jacob Conover, Michael Daly, and Chase Roberts. Uh, other athletes that are expected to sign in this early signing period include two tight end prospects. Ethan Erickson out of Kahuku High School, a tight end for the Red Raiders. Kind of an underrated prospect, a long, lean athlete who can really run. I'm excited to see what he can do for BYU. He'll by, be joined by another Arizona kid in Carter Wheat. Uh, Carter, of course, had a knee injury that kind of curtailed his high school career earlier this season. But he is a guy to keep an eye on because I think he is a great player. And both of these guys will add to a already stout tight end class. I'm not certain about either of their uh, mission plans. I believe Erickson might be going on a mission first. It wouldn't surprise me if both of them were mission-bound first with the glut of tight ends that BYU currently has on the roster. But both of them are going to be good players in my mind. A couple of offensive line prospects. Prospects also a few actually are expected to sign in this early signing period. Brock Gunderson out of Texas, he is going to go on a mission. Uh, he's got some long flowing locks, some hair that looks awesome. He'll have to of course cut that for an LDS mission and keep it relatively short when he shows up to BYU. But out of Cypress Hill High School down there in the greater Houston area. He'll be joined by South Summit prospect Bruce Mitchell, a kid from a two-way school here in the state of Utah. I've had a chance to watch a couple of times. In my opinion, I actually might be the better defensive line prospect, but the BYU coaches feel like he can really develop into an offensive line's 
a, a difference maker on the offensive line. So he's expected to play for BYU along the offensive front after an LDS mission. And then Elijah Unatoa um, from Kapa'a High School there in Hawaii. Uh, great player. His older brother, Mo Unatoa, was part of the recruiting class when Kalani Satake first arrived at BYU. He'll, his older brother, Mo, signed with Utah, went on a mission. So we'll have brother against brother, potentially, uh, based on when these two are able to square off in BYU and Utah uniforms, and also, of course, barring any last-minute changes or a transfer at some point in their career. One other guy that is expected to sign that could up could end up along the offensive line is Blake Freeland from Harriman High School. He's played tight end. He played some quarterback for the Mustangs. He's a six foot eight, big bodied prospect. He could play tight end, defensive end, defensive tackle, uh, offensive tackle. And I'm expecting that he'll probably end up along the offensive line. His father's a former BYU athlete, but a great athlete in his own right. Also is a guy that joined Chase Roberts on an official visit to Utah. Some consternation regarding Freeland, maybe potentially flipping, uh, but everything I have heard and every indication that he is going to sign. All right, and as we wrap up uh, this segment here, I know that you guys are hearing a lot of names, but two more names that I expect to um, sign in the early signing period include Keanu Hill, he is from the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Uh, he's a wide receiver prospect, and he doesn't have a lot of great stats because he plays in a triple option, run-heavy scheme at his high school down there. But he is a big-bodied receiver that can make a big play. He's accounted for over 50% of the receiving yards for his high school. Excited to see what he can do when he shows up at BYU. And the other prospect is Brooks Miley uh, from Pineview High School here in the state of Utah in the St. George area. Miley has been a commit for well over two years at this point, has never wavered in his commitment, kind of fell under the radar. A lot of BYU fans probably are like, oh yeah, I remember that name. He's a defensive end, defensive line prospect, and a kid that I think is going to be a big part of BYU's uh, class just based on his his potential. I had a chance to watch him a couple of times this year playing for Pineview. I see the potential. He had scant interest in terms of recruiting simply due to the fact that he, rec- he committed so early on in his high school career, but he locked in with Kalani Satake and Elisa Tuiaki, and he never wavered in it. So I think that dissuaded some people who may have recruited him otherwise. So there you go. That is the list of guys I expect to sign with BYU in this early signing period. Just to run them down one more time, Jacob Conover, Michael Daly, Ethan Erickson, Blake Freeland, Brock Gunderson, Bruce Mitchell, uh, Chase Roberts, Brooks Miley, Keanu Hill, Elijah Unatoa, and Carter Wheat. So hopefully I got the list there correct. And of course, other guys could be expected to sign. Guys like Tausili Fiatoa, another kid from Kahuku High School, Ethan Erickson's teammate. I haven't heard when he's planning on signing, but we'll see what happens. And of course, with this recruiting weekend coming up, BYU's going to have a number of prospects coming in. They, of course, put out the bat signal, as we like to call it, the hashtag GoCougs yesterday on their various social media channels, meaning that someone else committed and potentially could be an early signee, and we'll update you on that as we get closer. We'll be doing plenty of recruiting updates in the run-up to this early signing period a week from today. So, of course, keep Keep it locked right here on Locked on Cougars, and we'll do our best. I will do my best to make sure you are always up to date with everything you need to know when it comes to BYU recruiting in particular, and of course, with all the BYU sports. Let me know what questions you guys have, any concerns, um, any updates you guys are looking for by hitting me up on Twitter. You can hit 
capture the show, not capture the show, follow the show by going to Locked on Cougars on either Facebook or Twitter. My personal Twitter feed is also somewhere you can follow for information. I do a lot more than just BYU on that. It's kind of my all sports handle, Uh, but you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. Or, of course, you can email the show. Any questions, concerns, or if you're interested in advertising with the show, you can hit me up at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. We'd be happy to speak with you there. All right, we will step aside here. We'll come back, talk some BYU basketball. A big game tonight in the Marriott Center as BYU comes off two big rivalry wins facing off against Portland State. We'll get you you a preview of what the Vikings bring to Provo as well as the thoughts from Dave Rose during his media availability yesterday. So that's all coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about Sling TV, a longtime advertising partner of Locked On Cougars. They are your best bet when you want to watch all the college sports you can handle, college football with the bowl season coming up, and, of course, the college basketball in full swing. Sling TV is your best bet to catch the games you want to watch or need to watch. For just $30 a month, you get ESPN networks, Pac-12 networks, SEC networks, and more. You can stream them, of course. Sling TV is available to be streamed on your big screen and also can be taken with you via their mobile app on your tablet or phone. They don't have any cable cable packages. It's not a bundled package with 20 or 30 channels you're never going to watch. You pick the channels you want to watch with Sling TV. You pick the package that works for you, and that's what you pay for. No long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and of course, you can cancel at any time. Locked on Cougars listeners, you can check it out and see if it's the right option for you by going to sling.com slash locked on and get a seven-day free trial. Completely free. Check it out. If you don't like it, you can just go ahead and cancel it. And no, no harm, no foul. But if you like it, you can continue on with Sling TV. But you get seven days to see if it's the right option for you by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Once again, Sling TV, seven-day free trial to see if it's the right TV option for you by going to sling.com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked on Cougars. We are available everywhere you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. You can even tell your smart speakers, play podcasts, Locked on Cougars, and find us there. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. BYU men's basketball returning to the hardwoods tonight as they host the Portland State Vikings at the Marriott Center, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Game will be televised on BYU TV. Also broadcast on radio on the BYU Sports Network. You can catch it that way if you're unable to get out to the Marriott Center and enjoy the game tonight. Portland State comes into BYU with a coach that BYU fans or any fan of basketball here along the Wasatch Front probably knows the name of Barrett Peary. 
of course. He played at Payson High School, also at Snow College, before finishing up his collegiate career playing at Southern Utah. He's been an assistant at UVSC, also at Utah. Uh, served for a time on Herb Sendek's staff. Of course, the former Arizona State coach and now currently leading the Santa Clara Broncos here in the West Coast Conference. But he's now the head coach of Portland State, and he comes in with a high-flying offense. This is an offense that is very reminiscent of what BYU has run in the past, a team that likes to run and gun, get a lot of shots up, but they also defend. They play full-court press, half-court trap. You'll hear Dave Rose here in a moment talk about that, kind of their style of how they play, but this is a team that's coming in here, and BYU, in my opinion, needs to go stick with what they've had the last couple of games in terms of their defensive lockdown mentality on the other side of the ball, and getting good shots on offense. Uh, Portland State led by Holland Woods. He averages 33.7 minutes a game, so he plays the majority of every game they play in. He's leading the Vikings currently with an average of 16.7 points per game. Also averages 5 assists a game, so he's a guy that both gets his points, but he's also helping his teammates out, shooting 43% from the field. Uh, He's not a great 3-point shooter, though. Only 31.6% on the season. His backcourt running mate, Michael Nuga, is the second leading scorer for Portland State on average this season, averaging 13.5 points per game. Uh, both of these players can get it up. Nuga shooting 50% from the field this year, better three-point shooter, 38.5%. So BYU is going to be ready to go because they have multiple players on this team that can get up points. Sal Nuhu and also Derek Brown, both averaging over 10 points a game this year. Both of them also averaging over five rebounds a game. Nuhu was 6.4. So this is a team that is going to come in here upset-minded. They know that they're on the road, that they're the underdog. And, of course, Barrett Peary playing in front of a lot of family and friends, I'm sure, that still live along the Wasatch Front, want to have a good showing with his team. So, yeah, here we go. We'll let you hear from Dave Rose. He spoke yesterday to the media. He talked first about Yoli Childs and his play, uh, how he's been doing this, averaging 31 points over the last three games against all three in-state teams that BYU's faced in the last three games. Just in a real groove right now. So he starts off with by talking about Yoli Childs and his play, and then he transitions, talks a little bit about Portland State. So here you go. Dave Rose yesterday during media availability talking about Yoli Childs and his early play this season. Well, I think there's there's a couple things that are um, really impressive about um, you know just just last week's performance. If you just put that in. You know, perspective of this entire year. I think there's, um, you know, we really talked as a group of, you know, after a tough week before that of, of how we're going to, um, you know, how we're going to play and how we're going to turn this around and how we're going to make, you know, our team, uh, you know, basically be as, as 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 good as we can. And so, the, the playing with a purpose on offense. I think all the guys just kind of have bought into getting the ball into that spot, okay, on the block, and, and he's been really good with that. He, he makes good decisions. He's become a much better playmaker. Um, and, uh, and and then he's been able to expand his game to to the perimeter uh, to really help us. But I like that part of, of uh, the team's kind of um, ability to to use Yo know, in the best way that, you know, I think is, is uh, possible for us as far as being able to have a good purpose on offense. The other thing as far as his individual game is concerned and, 
be able to read, you know, uh, when a player's playing straight behind him, how he can get a shot. He's got a nice move. He's got a good counter move to it. He's actually developed a third move that he can kind of get space by, you know, falling away just a little bit and, and having touch, especially against bigger guys. Um, but right now he's just in a really good groove as far as confidence and scoring the ball is concerned. Um, and, 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 you know, hopefully that um, our guys will continue to, uh, to get him the ball in spots where he can really make plays. Yeah. Are you getting out of Connor in the starting role which you wanted, and why was that? Well, you know, we we considered a couple guys in that role. You know, McKay did such a great job on Wednesday night in that role. You know, with uh, um, you know Sam Merrill, and you know felt like maybe his size would be an issue for us, and so we wanted to make a a change there and. When it really came right down to it, needed a, a, a versatile player, you know, who we thought could, um, you know, handle a bigger player defensively. But we needed the rebound, and he's one of our best rebounders on our team. And I really felt that that was a huge part of the uh, our game plan was to get a miss and then actually secure the ball. And so uh, that's probably what gave him the nod. And then he has a really good feel for the game as far as um, just an offensive feel when to pass, when to shoot, when to cut, when to back cut, when to, you know, uh, attack the basket, attack the rim. And, you know, you, you don't – you look at five points, five rebounds in the game and maybe you're not really impressed with those stats. But I'll, I'll tell you the um, – just how he fit with that group of guys and got the ball in the right places and, and ran our offense, helped us on the defensive end, rebound. And, I mean, it was a, it was a good fit for us. How much does kind of the, the reemergence, I guess, of Yoli open up that, that perimeter game, particularly with TJ and Yashir? Because it seems like they kind of had nice games as teams tried to sort of double down on, on Yoli a little bit. Well, it's coming. I mean, it, it, it's happened and it's going to you know continue to, to come. I think we know we try to prepare them the best we can as a staff as if it's going to come you know, from the top side or if it's going to come from the baseline or how they're actually, you know, trying to, or if it comes, you know, down from a guard with the ball being thrown in. Um, but Yo's doing just a, a really good job of of recognizing it and being patient. I think he'll tell you that what's really improved is his pace. He used to, you know, be in a real hurry to get that thing to the first guy he sees. Now he's actually game slowed down a little bit for him and he can actually pick a spot of uh, – you put two guys on the ball, someone's going to be open, especially if you're spaced right. And uh, I think what's really happened the last couple games for us is that the ball's come in, and when it's been spit out, we've made the shot. And that just gives him so much more confidence to, to make the right play, and that's been good. Portland State, kind of a new opponent for you guys. What do you know about them? What you well, probably know more about the coach than we do, you know, the actual personnel and what they do. We've been able to watch and see that, you know, he's, uh, you know, Barrett's been a coach in this area for years. Uh, actually played at Pace in high school as a player, Snow College. Um, but but he's a fast-paced, full-court press, half-court trap. Um, the more chaos on the floor in the game, the more comfortable his team's feel and so um, we'll have to have a you know kind of a, a unique blend of our ability to attack it and to try and take advantage of the opportunities but then to be under control and play at a pace where 
we get the shots that we want and we're not dictated into the shots that they're you know trying to make us take the other thing is is that they're really good at getting you to turn the ball over they played a game this year where the opponent turned the ball over 49 times i don't know if i've ever seen that before so that's a big number so uh we're gonna have to take care of the ball and get shots and hopefully get the shots that you know we want there you go, Dave Rose getting ready for a game against Portland State and, of course, UNLV coming up this weekend. Uh, BYU, big chance to make a statement, pick up a decent win against the 5-3 and three Vikings tonight and then go on the road to Las Vegas this weekend and take on the Running Rebels, their former WAC and Mountain West Conference rival. So big week ahead for the Cougars, but, of course, it starts tonight, 7 o'clock Mountain Time against Portland State. Check it out. You can go to BYUCougars.com, see the entire schedule. You also can access links to watch online, or you can just watch it on BYU TV or listen to the radio call. Greg Rubel on the call on the BYU Sports Network. Alright, we will step aside here. We'll come back, wrap up today's show with quick hits, all the news and notes we haven't touched on yet in today's show, some awards being handed out for women's soccer. We'll also get you up to date on everything else going on with the BYU Athletic Department, so that'll be coming up next. Do want to tell you though about one of today's new sponsors on the show and as our good friends at Roman. Uh, of course, Roman is here because guys, let's be real, we're terrible at taking care of our health. Whether it's a knee injury, you ding up your back or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable quote, rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it. I do it all the time. My wife tells me all the time, you probably should get that checked out and I'm like, nah, I'll be fine. Well, the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show that 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman is here to make it an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and also get your treatment that you need. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED for you and also ship the medication right to your door. There is no waiting time. You don't have to go meet with a doctor in that awkward conversation. No uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy to be like, hey, you know, I need to pick up that package. You can get everything handled online. All you have to do is go to visit getroman.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D, fill out a brief medical briefing, chat with the doctor online, and then get the FDA-approved ED medication delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, go online and get it checked out. Erectile dysfunction is a problem guys don't have to tackle alone. Roman is here to help you out, so take care of it. Get it all taken care of. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash locked. That's GetRoman.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D, for a free online visit. Once again, GetRoman.com slash locked. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on, so find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are Locked On Cougars. We are your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, opinion, and insider information you can't find anywhere else. I'm Jay Catch. Thanks again for joining me on this Hump Day Wednesday edition of the show. And as we wrap up today's show, wanted to talk about two um, scholar 
athletes that have received honors for their play on the field and also for their work in the classroom. We'll start off with women's soccer. Junior Elise Flake was named to the United Soccer Coaches Scholar All-West Region First Team. She had 14 goals and 5 assists to lead BYU on offense this season on just 55 shots. Absolutely incredible season for BYU women's soccer. A resurgent season for the Cougars. Well, she gets it done in the classroom as well. She studies family life at BYU and carries a 3.51 GPA. Anybody that has ever known or been a student athlete knows how hard it is to balance kind of your work life and speaking of your sport, but also balance it with your ability to dominate on the pitch as Elise Flake has done. So hats off to her. Uh, congratulations on being named to that All-West Region First Team United Soccer, Co- United Soccer Coaches Scholar All-West Region First Team Elise Flake. So congratulations there. Also wanted to give a shout out to Roni Jones-Perry, senior outside hitter for BYU Women's Volleyball. They begin play in the NCAA Final Four tomorrow against number one seed Stanford. I'm going to be visiting with a good friend of mine at the radio station I work for, The Zone Sports Network here in Salt Lake City. Adrian Leiser. He is a producer with me here at the station, but he's a volleyball expert. He coaches volleyball. He knows everything to know about it. He watches BYU and the local teams very closely. He's going to join me on tomorrow's show to preview the final four for BYU and break it down. So stay tuned for that tomorrow. Uh, it'll be exciting to catch up with him. But senior outside hitter Roni Jones-Perry, BYU star player, she was named to the Women's Volleyball 2018 Google Cloud Academic All-American third team as selected by the College Sports Information Directors of America or COSIDA as they're called. She's an exercise science major with a 3.63 GPA. She becomes the seventh women's volleyball player at BYU to earn an academic All-American citation. It is the 11th citation overall for the program. So hats off to Roni Jones-Perry. She's the first since Amy Boswell did it in back-to-back years in 2015 and 2016 to earn that citation. So hats off to Roni Jones-Perry. Best of luck to the women's volleyball teams they begin play in the final four tomorrow up there in Minneapolis Minnesota against number one seed Stanford of course BYU handed Stanford a five set loss early on this season at the Smith Fieldhouse hopefully history repeats itself and this BYU team can can make the national championship and hopefully capture a national title all right there you go that is today's show thanks again for joining me on today's show it was a blast to bring it to you as always today's show brought Brought to you once again by our good friends at Sling TV. Seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. Also brought to you today by Roman. You can go to getroman.com slash locked and check out their offerings there. We will be back tomorrow. Like I said, Adrian Leiser joining me on tomorrow's show. We'll also talk some BYU football. I had a chance to catch up with junior safety Troy Warner. You'll hear that on tomorrow's show as well. And coming up later this week, we also had a chance to catch up with BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiak. That'll be coming up probably on Friday's show, or maybe we push it into next week. I'll also be at practice today, BYU's final media availability for this week. I'll have a few more interviews as we continue to get you ready for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. All right, thanks again for joining me on today's show. It was a blast to bring it to you. Hopefully you guys are all having a great Wednesday whenever you hear this, and enjoy the rest of your day. This has been Locked On Cougars for December 12th, 2018.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.